We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to the 20th, I believe. Yes, we've got the confetti flowing down right here. Popping we do. bottles in the club. <laughs> We're at 20. What? Like a G6. But what? G20. No, that just happened. No. That was in France. <laughs> yeah. But 20. We're on episode 20. Yeah. Wow. Holy crap. When did that happen? We're running through this. Yeah, we are. Another. We definitely are. Um, Grinding them out. Not much real news to start off with talking nope. in this podcast, but we can yeah. talk about one specific piece of news that a f- former Cal quarterback decided to do to yeah. tie up a game this past weekend. Yeah, he's good at those. <laughs> you know, I saw a stat today that said the last three times that Aaron Rodgers has, or last three, I think playoff games or games where he was down in the fourth quarter and tied it up on a last-minute drive, he didn't get the ball after that. Yeah. So, like, this one didn't get the ball back. Yep. Detroit didn't need the ball back. Nope. Just, and he had the uh, great white white hope, Jeff Janis, to help him out. <laughs> Which, by the way, that, that adjustment to make that catch in the end zone, like... I think he got hurt. <laughs> yeah, because he, he runs, he slows down about maybe three yards from the end zone, looks up readjusts himself because he realizes the ball is actually going to make it into the end zone, and then he accelerates to get to where he thinks, beats the safety to the spot, and then catches it with his hand on his hip. Like I, He's good. He's going to be good. If he's not injured and they need more receivers. Which they but, probably do. Yeah, they keep killing him. Like, Jordy Nelson's out. Randall Cobb Randall got out Cobb as a, got in the early, early in the game. Yeah, Ugh. but now they have an offseason to heal. Ugh. But, you know, Arizona's a good team. I like to see them win. Yeah. So I actually, uh, I grew up with one of the Bidwells who were the owners of the of the Cardinals. Their uh, great niece, I think, would be the familial relation. Okay. And yeah, we were in the same carpool. <laughs> so. so that's your connection to the to why you semi-root for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I have a lot of family that are 
used to have a lot of family that lived in Arizona before they decided, hey, we're going to move back here. So Yeah, from, you know, why not? Yeah. Back to California. Um, but other than that, I mean, any other interesting little tidbits? I mean, from um, the NFL playoffs, did you enjoy all the games this past weekend? Yeah, for the most part. I I kind of skipped the second half of the Carolina-Seattle game thinking, oh, it's a blowout. I'm going to go take my dog on a nice hike. Yeah. I come just, back, and they're only down 10. Yeah. I mean, the game, that game was awesome towards in halfway through the fourth. I mean, yeah. halfway through the second to... Halfway to the fourth, so basically the entire third quarter, you did not need to watch. It was just it was boring. Had a oh, what's his name, Greg Olson. He had a great touchdown catch in the first half. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate tight ends because I played tight end a little bit. So whenever someone does something like that, just makes a stupid athletic play that you don't usually see guys like that in. And he made a he he makes smart plays. Yeah, you know there was that one. Um, Excuse me, there was that one drive where they were going in the fourth uh, trying to just kill the clock. And he gets the ball, and he gets right past the first down stick and just goes to ground. Yeah. Because he knows if he tries to run out, the clock's going to stop. He's just a very good player. Very smart. And I don't know. It's nice to see tight ends doing a little more in offenses now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Cam Newton and I mean, Greg Olson. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure Greg Olson and Cam have a pretty good repertoire. I mean... They shared the same ice bath. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder buddies for life. <laughs> you brought this upon yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what a good commercial. Um, but yeah, let's let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to talk Cal football for a little bit first. Um, Eha. Eha. We talked about the first half of the season last week. And now we're going um, to talk about the more destructive, painful half. Yes. So the latter half of the season. Let me just read this out to you, Trace. Friday, October 21st. Oregon in Berkeley, Thursday, October 27th at USC, Saturday... Six-day gap between those games. Saturday, November 5th, Washington in Berkeley. Oh, boy. Saturday, November 12th at Washington State, Saturday, November 19th, Stanford, the big game, in Berkeley, and then Saturday, November 26th, UCLA in Berkeley. Oh, boy. Okay, this is it's tough to break this down because I don't know quite how any every team's gonna come out of this. Because you have three teams there that have quarterback question marks. Yeah, I'm Oregon is one of them. I don't know who's gonna be the quarterback at USC. They'll probably have someone. Yeah, Wazoo still has the volcano, Falcon, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, Stanford. That's um, the question mark. Yeah, it'll probably be KJ Costello. I don't see. Yeah. Or what about Christ? Isn't that guy? Oh, uh, it could be Christ. Yeah. But I mean, I saw KJ Costello play in the uh, U.S. Army All American Bowl. The kid is lights out. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, boy. Let's, I'm willing to bet that McCaffrey's going to get injured halfway through the season. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It happens every time someone has a big year. Then the next year, like Scooby Wright last year, boom. That's right. That's right. Out. Matt Barkley, when he decided to stay. Miles, out. Miles Jack. Miles Jack, gone. Oh. McCaffrey's going to get hurt. I hate to <coughs> say that because it sucks for a guy to get hurt. Yeah, like you never that. wanted. Hope he gets hurt, but okay. Last McCaffrey kid, come on down to Cal, please. <laughs> we want you. Yeah, he has a. I think he has another younger brother coming up, right? Yeah, uh, number one quarterback prospect in Colorado. 
at, I, I think class I'll, of 2017. Yeah, so, so we got a ways to go, but who knows? You should come here. Uh, I think it's like <laughs> Dylan or Luke McCaffrey. Spurn your parents. <laughs> See, I can beat my brother. Yeah. They probably won't ever play each other in the big game, which that would be cool to see, but probably won't ever happen. Yeah, that could have been you, Brennan Scarlet. But you screwed that one up. Screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah. Um, but let's look at this. Uh, let's look at this schedule. What, what's our must win out of these six? Oh, man. I think it's tough to say must win because we don't know the stakes. Yeah. At this point. But... The things that I think we have the best chance at are Washington, yep, Stanford, and UCLA. Well, you don't think the Wazoo at Wazoo is a good good shot? No, that's not that. It's cold and wet and fireball and <laughs> cider. I and don't know pirates and Geronimo. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the last time we went up there, it was a freaking <laughs> shootout on a missed field goal. That was the weirdest game I've ever watched. But that, Jared also did say that was the best game he's ever played. And like the most fun. He's playing with house money on that one. Yeah. And so was Halliday that game. So was Trevor Davis. Yeah, they were fl- <laughs> that, he got some good blocks in that game and some poor special teams. Good God. There we got a guy else. fired the following week because of that yeah. game. I love that. That's how you know you're good. You play so well that a coach gets fired. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's how good... That's how I want to be at my job one day. Yeah. I'm so good that they have to fire everyone else. (laughs) But then I'll end up doing more, which... Never mind. I'm going to rethink this one. Yeah. Um... I'm looking at these going, what are, what were the games this season that were close? I mean, granted, our team's going to be a lot different yeah. next this coming year than it was this past year, but... I think our defense matures a bit, and we can play with Oregon. Our O-line might actually be in the top half of the conference, yeah, in my opinion. since we're returning four guys, and then I think they said Uluave is going to stay. Yep, he's not taking his LDS mission. Not taking a mission. He's going to be a man on a mission at the right guard spot. Yeah, and then we got all those new guys coming in with Dwayne Wallace and... Dwayne Wallace and um, Curhan are coming immediately. Wallace is a threat to start at right guard as well. Yep. So There's a bunch of guys. We got guys who can play. We got some big uglies. Yeah. As none of them actually like being called. And Coach Jones is going to whip them into shape for sure. We know that. Coach Jones is a very... Very good if you haven't been to practice yet at at all, like at least once, please go at least during the spring and just go early and then watch how Coach Jones coaches the O line because it's yeah. it's fun to watch. I never thought I would say that O line practice is fun to watch, but the way he like talks to them, the way he you know motivates them, yeah. the way they do the one on ones, like it's just it's fun to watch. O line drills were fun when I did them. And it's it's basically wrestling with football pads, yeah. like. <laughs> it's all leverage. You, yeah. you get under the guy, you push, you lock yeah. out, boom. Yeah, and how quickly you can get out of your yeah. stance. And That's... your footwork, like your first step is the essential part of it. Your yep. first step and then your initial hit, Yep. which is on your second step, which is it's a lot of fun. Um, but other than that... Uh... Beat the crap out of a bag. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's that's why I think the games that we had close this year actually might be more beneficial this upcoming season because our O-line, I'm, I'm just going to talk about the offense right now because we don't know how our defense is going to 
stand out next year. I mean, we know what the offensive sets are going to look like, but defensively in terms of like who's playing on our line, who's playing linebacker, yeah. who's playing at the safety spots, like no, there's too much big of a question mark in my yeah. opinion. I um, think we'll be okay, though. Yeah, we'll be fine. I it's think just, we'll mature a bit. Yeah. So looking at this schedule, what are well, we got past our must wins. What are our might loses? Uh, I never have any confidence about USC. Yep. Washington State's going to be a tough game. Yep. Um, Oregon, just they're always explosive no matter what. But I do. I, I think we have a good chance. I think we got a great chance this year to beat them. And Stanford always worries me. Same with UCLA. <clears throat> yeah. They're all tough games. They backloaded the heck out of the schedule. Yeah. Made it very tough. I mean, I'm looking at this going. Didn't every single one of these teams go to a bowl game this year? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's kind of unfair to say because ten schools in the pack. That is true. That is true. That is very true. Um, but okay, let me let me put it this way: not only did these seven teams go to bowl games, but in terms of in terms of bowl seating, they were higher than us. Yeah, in all of them, or all all six except of them except Washington. Oh, except Washington, that is correct. So. I mean, UCLA, Jake, Josh Rosen's going to get even better yeah. than he was. Um, Jake Browning at Washington's going to be even better than yeah. he was. The thing about uh, Falk at Washington State is he holds the ball for too long. Yeah. Which led to a lot of sacks this past year. So I'm kind of wondering if he's going to improve upon that. There's also a question mark with inter- at Washington State is his wide receivers. Yeah. There's a big question mark. I feel like they can replace those. I mean, with Craycraft gone, I think, Gabe Marks gone. Uh, Or is Gabe Marks still there? I thought Gabe Marks was staying and uh, Dom Williams is the other one. Uh, Dom Dom Williams was the senior. That's right. So, I mean, with that that offense they run, he needs to build a repertoire with at least five or six receivers. Just have have those repetitions in there. Yeah. So that'll be be an interesting little storyline tidbit to watch in the offseason. I think... I don't think we're going to win all of these at no. all. I think maybe our best hope is 4-2 and two out of these. If we go 3-0 and oh in the first three games of this back half, we beat Oregon at home, we beat at USC at USC, and we beat Washington at home, I then, then I am going to be in the huge bandwagon that says we can finish out the season undefeated. I hazard that one. You hazard that one? But I just think some of those, that six-day gap between Oregon and USC is going to be very tough. That is true. I, I don't know. I don't... At least... I kind of doubt we, us going undefeated, but I think, I think nine or ten wins is possible, yeah. but not probable. Yeah. I think, realistically, we'll probably go three and three or two and four in the last six games, and it's going to be a bit of a letdown, but it'll still be eight or nine wins. Yeah, and that's fine. So, Kind of. Semi. Moving on up. Yeah. I like the Jeffersons, <coughs> except we're doing it very slowly. Very, very slowly. Um, so, yeah, that, any other little thing you no, want to talk about in terms really. of the schedule? Yeah, I mean, kind of gave us a crappy hand here. Yeah, they Come did. on, Pac-12 schedulers. Yeah. Also, putting UCLA on the week, um, the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, that's just bad. I, I mean, having the buy there is 
counterproductive. I'm like I'm like ninety nine percent sure there's going to be more UCLA fans than Cal fans at that game. I'm They're, not sure there's going to be fans at that game. That is true. I mean, know, I'll be there. You'll be there. Yeah, probably, so. but the UCLA game, the, well, UCLA tends to travel really well. Yeah, and there's a lot of UCLA. And there's people a there's in a the pretty area. big yeah UCLA contingent here in the Bay Area. So I mean, I mean, I didn't assume. I I, I mean, I didn't think that there would be a lot of ASU fans at this at this past Thanksgiving game. Uh, but hey, oh, there were a few. Yeah, but I just hope that it doesn't turn into a UCLA home game. That's that's no. all I hope. I mean, the fight songs are the same, so they can pretend it is. So. That's true. This is very true. Staccatos are better than legatos, people. Yeah, just don't do the a clap. Um, so yeah, that's that's with that. Um, let's move on to the other off season talk. There's yeah, some better stuff. There is. There's a there's, happy days are here again, people. Yeah. Um, there was cr- uh quite a bit of recruiting news that have come out this past week. Um, I don't know which one to start with. Um, but let's, I'll start with the happiest of the happy. Yeah, let's start with that. Cal flips Stanford commit Nigel Edmonds. He is a four star cornerback. He felt the call of the light. <laughs> He's a reformed Death Eater. <laughs> oh, Draco Malfoy. Is he? Yes. Yeah. 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 We were making Star Wars uh, comparisons earlier before we recorded this podcast, but... It'd be fit. We never yeah. know. Yeah. Or the other Stanford commit that we're trying to flip. Yes, Could which be. will lead to that is former Stanford commit uh, Nate Herbig. He's a three-star O-lineman. He is visiting Cal. He's actually a center, or that's what I think we're yeah. recruiting him to be. Center guard, usually pretty in- interchangeable. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you like someone who can actually snap. We've yeah. had those issues. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, there's there's the second. Um, he'd be he'd be the Finn, and Nigel Edmonds would be the Poe Dameron. Yep, yep, that's what we said earlier. Yeah. Um, Flying his X wing all around the defensive secondary, or or start or driving a Tie Fighter. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then crashing it and getting it swallowed into the sands there on Jakku. <laughs> a good movie, man. It's, it, it is. It I is. I mean, there's a lot of people that just like to. Crap on what's popular, but I've watched it more more than once, and it's excellent. If you look at it as a standalone movie, it was a really good movie. Yeah, even in comparison to the others, it's really good. Yeah, it hits all the right notes. I thought, <coughs> but that's all we can really talk about. Yeah, as far as Star Wars. Yeah, without just just going off on it. If you still haven't seen it, please go watch it. I mean, <laughs> just please go watch it. Do it. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. In fact. Here's what you do. You go to the uh, Cerritos Theater down on San Pablo Avenue in El Cerrito. You can get a ticket there. You can order some food. They will deliver it to your seat. You can order beer. They will deliver it to your seat. It doesn't matter. It have Go there. Have fun. <laughs> There's a brewery next door to it, too, which the beer's good there. So you so. can drink beer, then drink beer at the movie theater, then come out and drink more beer. Yeah, I, I did that when I saw Star Wars. <laughs> It was good. That's probably the best way to watch it. Yeah, really. That might be the only way to watch it. Yeah, it was fun. Beer and tater tots. Ooh, that does sound appealing. Yeah, they, they have all, all the good, like, drunk foods. Oh, nice. That does sound appealing. Um, but another thing that sounds appealing is a four-star wide receiver uh, rated the 15th best wide receiver by Scout. Yeah. A.J. Brown is visiting Cal. Yeah. 
all these Mississippi Southern guys. Yeah, yep. Uh, the funnier thing was he, I think, just went on his um, Alabama official visit. Yeah. And video surfaced of him playing, uh, you know, that um, the arcade basketball game? That was uh, a pop shot? Yeah, pretty much. Um, him playing that with Nick Saban. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know how you top that. I, w- I would have been Saban at some point. <laughs> just like, hey, Nick. <laughs> Take him out of the competition. <laughs> then again, I, I'm overly competitive, so I don't know what to say to that. I, if you're playing, <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you, let's say you're on your OV and then they, you know, they're like, oh, what, what, what's planned for the rest of the day? Oh, we're just gonna take you to Dave and Buster's. You're just gonna hang out with Coach. <laughs> yeah, just gonna kick your ass at a um, air hockey or something like or that. Fight off on DDR. <laughs> yeah, Coach David doesn't want you to use the back bar. Damn it. He knows all the little cheat codes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's going to be played. Oh, and then he's going to win you a teddy bear with the tickets. That's yeah, here you go. Here you go, buddy. It's not really an impermissible benefit because <laughs> you won this. You yeah, earned this. You are. <laughs> These are your tickets. <laughs> These are your tickets. Not my tickets. These are your tickets. Oh. These are not the tickets you're looking for. Oh, okay. These aren't the tickets you're looking for. That's what he's going to say when he, when he uh, steps up yeah. to the NCAA uh, com- committee, right? These yeah. are not the tickets you're looking and for. And then he's going to throw Tosh under the bus. There In fact, is. I'm 90% sure that's why he's there. Because he put the tickets in the Dave & Buster Cup. That's yeah. what he did. That's what he did. Oh, Take the tickets. Leave the cannoli. <laughs> um, but A.J. Brown, this this is actually pretty interesting because he's a Mississippi guy. They've, there was all this talk uh, about you know the Mississippi Mafia with the three Mississippi guys, mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, Jordan Duncan, and DK Metcalf. Okay. Jordan Duncan, who's already an early admit, he's, he's here. He's here in Berkeley. Here, done. Exactly. He's here. He's, he's game blouses. Exactly. He's actually probably, I mean, just off an educated guess, he's probably the guy that's talking to him the most in terms yeah. of the whole Cal stuff, other than the coaching staff, right? So um, it's going to be like, hey, this campus is great. It's beautiful. It's exactly, California. Exactly. Get the hell out of Mississippi. Exactly. Um, no offense to Mississippi. No, it's no, no. Probably nice in some areas. No, but I'm sure he wants to just see everything that he possibly can see and, and what his options are. Yeah. So I mean, but if he can, if we can make this pull, this is amazing. But bring it on. But the next one, that's this is this is the best one. This, this is, is one of the best things I've seen all day. Dykes and Peeler, Coach Dykes and Coach Jacob Peeler just uh, visited Demetrius Robertson. He is the number eight. Athlete in the country. He I, is a five-star. top athlete by his, other he, services. Oh, no, no. My mistake. He's the number eight overall overall okay. recruit. He's the number, top athlete. He's the top country. athlete. He is the number eight overall re- recruit. He is a five-star athlete from... Marietta, Georgia. Savannah? Marietta? Uh, it said Marietta. Of course, said, he said Marietta. Okay. So it's Marietta. There it is. Um, but <laughs> we were talking but about they this. they sealed the damn deal <laughs> with this kid. <laughs> Um, this morning, uh, Robertson on his Twitter account put up a picture of uh, had a great um, in home meeting with, or had a great time with the Cal coaching staff, and it, had, it was a picture of uh, Dykes and Jacob Peeler and, and uh, Robertson. I think his dad probably yeah. with him, but they went, it, <laughs> they went to a B Dubs, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, I mean, it was a picture at Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, you couldn't tell from the background, but it was just it just happened to catch the table that was uh, in front of him. 
And it had a box of like unopened beat up chicken wings, or maybe they ate it all and they just closed it back up. But. Yeah, and you can you can see a little <laughs> bit of the like black and yellow color scheme in the background. <laughs> exactly. Which you you sealed the deal, man. <laughs> they sealed the freaking deal. You go to B Dubs with a recruit, and that's where you that's where you had your in home visit, yeah. quote unquote in home. Uh, that's. I mean, game set match. The only thing, the only step up from that is going to like Chevy's or something, saying it's the kid's <laughs> birthday and you get him a hat. I don't think they do that anymore, but because oh. so many people would say, "Oh, it's my birthday, can I get a hat?" <laughs> and they saying the happy, happy birthday. <laughs> hey, I've been to Chevy's one too many times, and it's happened every single time I've gone there. They do have great chips and great tortillas, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, agree. every steak is not good. But no, no, no. But the, the I love the chips and the salsa they give you. Yeah, it's and one of my they favorites. keep on bringing it out. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot they have the one right across the freeway over here. Yeah, yep, right here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty amazing news uh, to come out today. Um, it's pretty epic. Yeah. Uh, they could so, pull that guy, then yeah, he no. would be the highest recruit we've gotten in terms of in, in terms of overall ranking yeah he'd be the highest recruit we've gotten since keenan wow i would have thought even higher than keenan like keenan i think was djax keenan was four wow if i remember correctly on some on some rated rating sites he was the fourth overall that's impressive yeah and we got him admittedly he had a great career here too so yeah yeah he was he's one of the all-time greats here yeah. um and he, he's one of those guys that loves the school, too. Yeah. He posts Instagram of his old Cal days all the time. Yeah, and I, I don't know, multi-talented guy. Yep. So. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So maybe we could get this kid made a vendor from day one here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably one of the reasons he's considering us, right? Is because, one, or from the Rivals uh, excerpt that I read today, um, give me a second while I pull it up, Uh he was basically saying how education is a, is a big factor, but at the same time, I think a bigger factor for him is the fact that he can come in and he could play basically whatever position he wants right away. Yeah, and isn't Marietta the same area Jalen Brown's from? Exactly. So are they from the same school? I do not think so, um, but... Huh, that would That would be another... That'd be another pull. Another level. Exactly. I mean, Jalen's probably not going to be around here much longer, but... He is... Oh, no, no. So he's from Savannah, Georgia. Savannah. He's from uh, Savannah Christian. That's the name of the high school. Um, I read Marietta somewhere, so... Yeah. Uh, but They're let, right next to each other. Yeah. So here's the latest that... This is f- through Cal Rivals, uh, or actually, actually... This is actually from the main rival site. He said... Uh, Demetrius Robinson continues to keep recruiting fans on their toes, most recently canceling an official visit to Alabama at last minute to this weekend. Instead of hitting the road to Tuscaloosa, Robertson stayed home and hosted the coaches from California on Sunday. Yeah. Take that, Saban. Yeah. Can win a national championship, but you can't win hearts. In This is a quote from Demetrius. It said, it went well. Coach Dykes and Coach Beeler came by. They were just telling me about the fact I can step in right away and play a role. Also, it's the education factor that plays a role for me. Take that Tosh in your Xbox. Yeah. Um, so this is what the Rivals analyst said. He said, it's clear that Robertson is keeping an open mind when it comes to the Bears, and his family's instance on him putting an emphasis on education has helped the Bears during this process. The school has also received an official visit from Robertson, which he already took, I think, back in September or wow. something like that. Um, 
which is more than programs like Alabama, Georgia can say at this point. Notre Dame also recently paid a visit to Robertson. It's clear the Irish have become a major player for services down the stretch. The next two weekends will be very important as Robertson slated to visit Alabama this weekend, followed by a trip to Georgia Tech just prior to NSD. Yeah. So. Well, we can hold hold out hope. We, we can. probably shouldn't have too much because no. we've been burned one too many times. Yep. But this would be fantastic. I'm just in, I'm just happy that we're in the mix for these top level guys. Yeah. I mean, I think that's co- what's going to make the program. Yeah, I mean, Dykes has built the program enough and granted, thank you Jared Goff. Yes. Um, but that has definitely helped that whole hey, we're getting better. Hey, you might be the, just the guy to put us over the edge. Come to Cal. Exactly. You will Do you like passing? <laughs> we like passing. Do you like running? We also do that. I mean, I'm looking at this guy going this guy could legitly play any skill position he yeah. possibly wants. Any other any position outside of the O line and D line, he can play. Yeah. So that's incredible. <laughs> Hell of an athlete. <laughs> he could be our version of uh like Miles Jack or Yeah. Or uh Adderay Jackson. I'll take that. Yeah. Freaking heart <laughs> Who knows? Um but oh, that boy. Pretty much sums up our... That's uh, our recruiting news. That's our entire football news. Um, yeah. Now back to sad news. Yeah, let's run through this quick. <laughs> um, Cal basketball. Um, last Thursday, we that was our only game that we had uh, this past week. Cal goes to Stanford at Plays in Maples. Ugh. Cal loses 77 to 71. Look at the foul shot disparity here. 38 to 17, those goddamn lobster backs. <laughs> Look, no, this I is don't... 27 fouls on our end. Rab fouling out in 22 minutes of play. Rab is our most important player. That, I'll say that right now, and I truly believe that he's our most important player. He is. He's without a doubt our most important player. And these bastards down on the farm, they have only 19 fouls, only one guy with four fouls, and that's Humphrey. And they have guys like Marcus Allen, who shoots one less free throw than the entire Cal team in the game. And then Roscoe Allen gets eight of nine. They both have double-doubles because, of course, they do. God, I hate losing to Stanford. I hate it so much. The the stat that baffles me, too, is Stanford on the season, shooting as a team from the free throw line, I think is what was before the game. Or entering this game, I think was at sixty-five or sixty-six percent. They shot seventy-eight point nine percent from the field, Holy. or from the free throw line. They shot thirty of thirty-eight. So, That's, oh, man, I mean, it. They got 33, 30 free points. Basically, that's yes. just what happened, right? Is, and I mean, you can't, you can't foul. I think part of it's the rule changes, just because they're awful. Yeah. I'll say that right now. They're god-awful. You shouldn't... It feels like a lot of what helped <coughs> players play defense in the past is kind of just, whoop, out the window. Yeah, you fouled him. Yeah, you fouled him too. Hey, the refs are going to be the biggest part of the game now, which I hate. Which I kind of have to give... Even though he shouldn't have done it, the guy from Oregon State who tripped the ref... Jarmal Reed. Jarmal Reed. You know what? It... I know which ref he did it to. I hate that ref. He's god-awful. But I do not condone him doing it, but, you know. Four-game suspension. Was that worth it? 
Four games. Four games. No, I thought it would, I just thought it announced would be more. today. Four games. I thought it'd be more too. I yeah, thought it'd be. It probably, I thought he'd be done for the season. Yeah, in terms. it probably should have been more. Like you shouldn't triple ref on purpose and not get away with it. You have to a, be a little more just conniving to figure out your. Let me put a little asterisk on this. He should have been more slick. He should have realized that a camera was watching him, and instead of looking at the ref, looking down, then pushing his leg out, that gives it away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, so uh, this game was just bad on all fronts. I mean, look at look at our offensive spread. Jordan Matthews four of twelve. Jabari Bird six of ten. I mean, that Bird's w- good. That was a that was a bright spot for us. He came off the bench and he was on he fire. Was hitting the threes. Yeah. Um, four of seven for three, by the way, for Jabari. Yeah. Tyrone, seven of 17. Ivan, three of five. Jalen, three of seven. Not so much. And Domingo, 0 for four, 0 for three from three, and 0 for two from the foul line. Yeah. Sam Singer, one of four. Hey. Roger, though, Roger came one. in. <laughs> Roger came in and hit that three, and I was like, wow, this is. I, I tweeted this out too. At this point in the game, Roger deserved deserves at this point in the season too. I think Roger deserves more playing time than Stephen Domingo. For now, yeah. For now, for now. If you're if if basically what you're what you need that position or that rotation player to do is come out play D and maybe hit one three or like one layup. Roger is the guy to do it at this yeah. point in time. He's got a couple assists, too. Because Domingo can't shoot to save his life right now. Yeah, he's falling off the boat. Yeah, so I think at minimum, you keep him in the rotation, but you give him, I mean, you look at the minute spread. Roger had 10 minutes and Steven Domingo had five. That's yeah, about right. That's fine. That's that's how it should be. Then maybe, maybe I don't know if I'm the only one, but maybe take Tyrone out. Don't have him play 38 minutes. Yeah. Give Singer, or Singer had some good run, but... I, you know what I, I did have know. I did have that that thought in my head is I mean not only just for this season but looking forward to next season as well maybe play singer or maybe play a lineup without Tyrone a bit see yeah. how that runs you know with with Jordan and Jabari on there and maybe, on the wings exactly with singer yeah and because singer is the best creator exactly on the team. so and I then think May second is Ivan yeah so you kind of do if you, if you run that lineup who knows maybe it brings a little more balanced approach to you know, in terms of the defense, um, I mean, Sam is by far our best perimeter defender as well. Yeah. Uh, um, well, Jordan's up there too. I but th- I think so far. I think far, Domingo's, Domingo or Roger is one of the. That is true too. Or let me, I'll, I'll put it another way. He's our best point guard or shooting guard defender. He's our best, like, energy guy in yeah. general. Yeah. Just so. everything he does gives us a boost. Mm-hmm. He's taking the Jorge role. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, uh, taking it by the. By the horns. He's just—he's yeah. amazing in that role. But I don't know. I don't know what we need to do to get back on track. Because I've the most people I've talked to that you know follow Cal basketball is they've they've given up hope on like just watching this team. Yeah. It's not fun anymore to watch this team. No, um, it, I think a lot of it's fouling and turnovers. Yeah, just those two things and foul shots. I mean, granted, this in this game. Stanford and Cal commit the same amount of turnovers. Yeah. Both 15. But you should 12 is the number that you should aim for it the most. I think we talked about this yes, last week. Yes, we did. But that's the number that you should shoot for. If you're over that, then it's not good. You just yeah. need to play within yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're looking statistically at this game, I mean, over the last couple of games, that's definitely been the reason we've Oregon lost. Oregon was the big one. Yeah. Um, which is, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I don't know what you can do right now to write this ship. Because um, the, the defense is playing pretty good. I'm not gonna. I'm the defense has played good all season. It's just a matter of there's no flow in the offense. Yeah. I mean, when our offense is flowing like we did against Utah and like we did against Colorado, then it works. It works because you get the ball movement. Guys are more eager to run around without the ball, and it's just a little bit more upbeat. Yeah. But if we get stuffed on our first attempt, on our first little motion run, whatever we do, and then we start missing shots and we get behind in the game and we're down by 12, then guys start to slack off a little bit and we don't have any play calling. We don't have any set plays to run to get us baskets. And so, we we start relying on the... Uh, hero ball. Just the pick and roll game, which doesn't always work. Nope. Like the Ty Wallace pick and roll. With Ivan. With Ivan, which admittedly is a decent play. It's pretty effective. But... I feel like Ty's tendency is, oh, I'm going to take this myself. I'm the only help I have right now. Yeah. When, no, you have Ivan Rabb, who is the best like post player we've had since Leon Poe. So. Which, by the way, Leon was on campus, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah, so. when, during the uh, Utah game, I Utah think. Utah game, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Leon, one of my favorite moments of Leon Poe outside of Cal is uh, when he played for the Celtics, and I think it was game two of the 2008 finals. Yep. Which I think, are you, you're a Laker fan. I'm a Laker fan. Okay, so I won't go into too much detail, but they kind of forgot to guard him that entire game. Yeah, we did. Because he scored like 27 points in 14 minutes. It was a bittersweet moment for me as a fan. Yeah. Because one of those where my professional team is getting destroyed by one man. Yeah. Um, and we, we... They forgot to guard him. It's it's like... It's, it's like everyone else in the stadium knew that that was the man you have to guard. Like, you can leave everyone else open, but that's the guy you need to guard right now. Yeah. But the Lakers did the exact opposite. Um, like, no, we're going to stick with Paul Pierce. And yeah. Allen. They're going to give it back to Paul Pierce at some point, so we'll just stick on Paul Pierce. No, no, no. That 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 didn't happen. Kevin Garnett going nuts for Leon Poe. Yeah, um, but at the same time, as a Cal fan, I was I was ecstatic that he was having such a great game. Yeah. Um, well, but back to this. This, I mean, we play. Home, we we have two home games. We have not lost at home, so yeah. that's a little. That's a, one Still, good thing. I think ten and zero or eleven and zero at home. Yeah, but we're one and five on the road. Okay, eleven and zero on home. Yeah, so. the only the only win for us coming was against Wyoming, and yeah. that was a close one too. And that one dude from Wyoming played out of his mind. Yeah, that point guard. I don't remember his name, but I do remember him destroying injury. His Magoo. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, single handedly destroying us. Um, and let's move let's forward move. from men's basketball actually to, to women's basketball. To more sadness. Sadder. Women's basketball goes to. Uh, Goes on the Oregon Trail, which we and, did last week. And they died of dysentery. Exactly. So what the men's do, the women's followed. Wasn't fun. Probably worse, too. Yeah. I mean, Cal plays... Uh, Oregon State and Oregon in yeah. that order. 
They played Oregon State first. They got destroyed by Oregon State. 70 just, to 48. Just look at the shooting percentage oh. disparity. 55.8 oh. to 33.9. Oh. Three Cal players scored in double digits. The next highest scoring after those three was a two-point game from both Gabby Green and Panina Davidson. I mean, look at the other sti- look at the other statistic. Oregon State from three shot forty percent. Cal from three shot twenty three point eight. And then the free throws aren't too far apart. They both took. Six. Look at this uh, personal fouls in this game compared to the men's game. <laughs> seven, seven for Oregon State, six for Cal, and in the Stanford Cal game, nineteen for Stanford, twenty seven for Cal. <laughs> What the hell is the difference between these things? I mean, it's infuriating. The only change that has been made this year between men's and women's is that women's play four quarters and the men's play two halves. Yeah, is it just a hand That's checking like, thing? And also, or maybe because they're taking the same amount of shots. They're taking sixty <coughs> shots a game. They're about. I just don't get it. I think it's one of those things where you see contact happen and. Rather than not calling it more often than not, you just call it more often than not because most likely something bad happened in that contact. Yeah. I so. will say that in the other women's game, it was a little more even where uh, oh, yeah. Cal fouled 20 times and Oregon fouled 17 times. Yeah, That so 20 is still less than 27. <laughs> so then after the Oregon State game, Cal Tony decided- Padilla, I'm going to find you. <laughs> Cal played Oregon. Sorry. They lost 69 to 59 in this one. Yeah. Asha Thomas, 0 for 5. Christina Anigwe, 4 of 14. Courtney Range, 5 of 15. 15. Michaela Cowling, 3 of 7. I mean, the well, the bright spot for us was Panina Davidson, 3 of 4. You know yeah, shooting wise, Anigwe yeah. made all their free throws and ended up with 17 and 10, and she's usually brilliant, but. A singular brilliance just isn't doing it, which sucks. I don't know what it is. I really, I'm at this point, I'm just kind of looking at this going. It's just poor shooting that's going to doom you. If you can't shoot, you can't. I'm going to quote the great John Madden here. The team with more points at the end of the game tends to be the one that wins. (laughs) So you need to just make baskets. That's all it is. There's days where it just won't go, and yeah, that's fine. But you need to find a way. And they will. I have trust in Coach Godleib. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. So. Uh, and I mean, they, they shot 20% in the first half, which kind of dooms you. But yeah. they shot 56% in the second half. So it's looking on up. I think it might have been just a kick in the butt for them to so tell the, them, hey, get right. Yeah, I mean, so now the men's team sits at twelve and six, two and three in the conference. The women's team sits at ten and seven and one and five in the conference. So you know what? Both of them, they'll be okay. I, I think, I think this is the week that we start to make our comeback. I mean, for me, both of them. I'll say this about the men's team: I, I don't think you give up hope until you've played every single team in the conference at least once. Yes, I think that's the. I think that's the big. If you. If you lose to every single team in the conference, like at least once, that you're it's a losing season. Yeah. So we still got UCLA to play. We still got SC to play. We, we still, still got, got Zona. Zona, which is this week. We still got ASU. Um, so I'm looking at this going, hey, 
you know, maybe go three out of four out of those games. That's pretty big resume yeah. builders because UCLA is playing on their mind right now too. Yeah. So, and so is USC. Oh boy. Yeah, you just needed to give Andy Enfield time. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people. It's kind of like the situation with uh, Kristoviak at uh, Utah. Yeah. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Kristoviak. Yeah, uh, Coach Fake, Coach Special K, as I'm going to call him from <laughs> now on. So he he was given nothing at the beginning of his time at Utah, and they were terrible. Yeah. Like every the first Cal Utah game that I remember going to was one after he got hired and. There's just one guy sitting behind me in the student section that was going after him for every single thing. Like, you don't deserve a job, so on and so forth. Oh, he deserves a bit a better job right now. Yeah, with the way no, he's, he's done. done great. He's got a hurdle there, and he's done great with that guy. Yeah, he did pretty well with Dylan Wright as well. Yeah, and um, Loveridge is yeah. an excellent player there, too. Mm-hmm. So, they same thing with Enfield. He's... Getting his guys in, he's taken a program that was in shambles thanks to the dudes before him of whose names I forget. I, I can remember his face right now. I just don't remember what his name was. A big red-faced dude who's god-awful. Yeah, the guy who brought in um, O.J. Mayo. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Like Kevin O'Neill or something. Uh, maybe. That sounds about yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Pac-12 basketball is now hitting their stride. This yeah. is now where it gets semi-fun. I don't know. I, I, I'll, I've been backing off a little bit yeah. just for a multitude of reasons. I will say this. If you have no vetted interest in any of the teams, this is then probably... why are you watching? That too. But this is probably the best Pac-12 basketball season you can probably enjoy. Like every single game is so competitive. Parody, damn it. <laughs> you just don't know which team is going to win. Um, dare I say this might be the deepest team in the our deepest league in the country? I yeah. think it, without a doubt, top to As bottom. Bill Walton would say it's the Conference of Champions. Conference of Champions. I don't That's, know why I said that in a Sean Connery voice. Oh. The Conference, Conference of Champions. Champions. Now he's gonna go ride his bike around China some more, <laughs> or go to a Grateful Dead concert. Yeah, he's been to a lot up here. Yeah, um, that pretty much wraps up. Uh, what we have planned and scheduled, except, except... We have questions. We have questions. Lovely, lovely questions. So we're going to add this section in now called questions from fans. So you send us a question, email us, whatever, and we'll answer these questions. Questions from the fans. Um, yeah. It can be about, um, preferably Cal-related. So that's not necessarily about Cal football, Cal basketball, but maybe Cal's, Cal people and the pros, yeah. um, and so on and so forth. Um, Heck, if you want to ask us who's going to win the Royal Rumble next week... <coughs> We'll give you. We'll talk thoughts. about that. We'll talk. My about it. smart money's on Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah. John Cena just tore his rotator cuff, so he's not <clears> going to be in it. Exactly. That that would have been my pick. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah. out for a while. He'll be back. Yeah, he always is. He'll be <laughs> he'll be back by WrestleMania because he's got <laughs> X Men healing powers. That aside, that aside, let's go to our first question. I yeah. believe this comes to us from Nathan. Nathan Miyasaki. He always emails us with these questions, and he actually emails us with very good questions. So yeah. thank you, Nathan. You give us these talking some points. Good ones. I, I like it. We don't have to plan if you send us emails like this. Yeah, we, don't. <laughs> we, we can. We can just kind of improv, which we, I kind of do. But we, <laughs> <laughs> our meetings consist of saying, "How was your week?" and then like a two-minute talk. And then we say, okay, let's record. Yeah, we just 
kind of do this. And we have a program that Rob so artfully puts out. I don't week. know by bullet points on uh, Microsoft Word. Yeah, bullet points are the best way to do this. You get I, genuine reactions. And yet we're rated five stars on iTunes. Yes, that, we're we're five star people. We're we top. have an average now, by the way. We do have an average. Five stars. Five stars. Best. Except for the one guy that rated us at the very beginning with one star, but if you can that readjust, star, if you can or with four stars, if you can readjust that to five, because we have added intro music. Yes, we have. So if you and exit music, so if yes. you can in, if you can add that in, we'd be very grateful. Yes, very. You should very do that, person. <laughs> um, so let's start with the first question that Nathan sent us. Um, I'll just read it for us. Uh, now that Hugh Jackson will be the head coach of the Browns, how does this impact where Goff gets drafted, or does it? If the Browns do draft Goff, should we Cal fans be optimistic that Hugh Hugh can turn around the dumpster fire that is the Cleveland Browns so Goff's NFL career doesn't dice or doesn't die before it has begun? Okay, so I've thought about this. I have two answers. I have a joke answer and I have a real answer. The joke answer is that the only time Baltimore um not Baltimore, <coughs> Cleveland I ruined my surprise there. But the only time that Cleveland's dumpster fire has really been turned around was when they moved to Baltimore oh. and then won a title with all their players. Oh. Wait, I thought those dumpster fires were pulled out when LeBron came back to Cleveland. Yeah. Hey-o! Hey. Their economy literally does run on LeBron James. <laughs> it's fun times in Cleveland today. I highly recommend the Cleveland tourism videos. <laughs> Under construction since 1868. All of... And- and this is a little side Rock note. But Hall of Fame is nice. All of LeBron's uh, little lines from if have you seen Trainwreck? Yes. All those lines that LeBron says about Cleveland. <laughs> Him and Cena were the two best parts of that movie. Oh. I I didn't really care too much about the two main people. And oh, but Hader was great too. Yeah, Hader, Hader and Amy Schumer were, were awesome. both great, but I didn't care about them yeah. as much as LeBron and just his whole character. We gonna watch like, Downtown Abbey tonight? Yeah. <laughs> He's not gonna pick up a single check either. Oh, I left my wallet in the car. Right. Oh come on, you're not doing this to me now. I'll be LeBron James. You're my bitch, LeBron. Okay, okay, I'm done. Okay. Okay, but back to the question. Serious answer. I think if Hugh Jackson thinks that Goff is his guy on offense and he probably does he almost he almost ended up being the coach here after yeah. 2012 then Goff could be the next quarterback the cleveland browns i think he's a better prospect than anything hugh jackson's had to work with so if sure. if he wants him he's there i think he will just because hope in cleveland is based on a quarterback which they haven't had too much hope for a long time, but we—I don't know. I don't <coughs> know how the draft's going to go. We uh, talked about this beforehand about, say, the um, Titans decide the Titans decide to take uh, Tunsil out of Ole Miss instead of their projected pick, which is Joey Bosa. Do you pass up the Ohio guy? Do you pass up a guy who can an- anchor your line along with Danny Shelton? who was great as their nose tackle, a guy out of Washington, and just buff up your defense and see what you got with uh, Josh McCown. It's a... I mean, I I really don't know what to think. Uh, It... I'll say this. Hugh Jackson did an amazing job turning around Andy Dalton's career. 
Yeah. As soon as he was promoted to uh, to offensive coordinator, Andy Dalton played amazing. The red rocket took off. Exactly. Um, but but on the flip side, uh, it is the Cleveland Browns. Um, and no matter how good of a coach you hire, and I think Hugh Jackson is going to be an amazing coach, and that's also because of some of the stuff I've read about Hugh Jackson by Mike Silver. Yeah. Um, that stuff is... Mike Silver is very high on Hugh Jackson. Yeah. They're buddies, apparently. Yeah. So. But I, the, I trust Mike Silver. But the piece he put out about, about Hugh Jackson is pretty amazing, um, and it just... I, I, I feel for the guy now, and I'm I'm... Rooting for him to do well. Yeah, I but, rooted for him as the Raiders head coach. I yeah. thought he should have gone another year. Yeah, but not only is not only is that the issue, but it's it's the whole point of that front office and the ownership, right? Are you going to fire a coach? You know who did mediocre. Um, I mean, not to say that Mike Pettin's a bad coach or or a good coach. Regardless, like you hire a coach and you fire him just after a year without giving him a legitimate shot to mold the the team in terms of personnel. Um, to how he wants. I think it's a like, little bit of that's uh, Johnny football related. That is true too. That is true. Just not um, coming down hard enough on him. Yeah. Um, so I mean, in terms of if if you were to take that and put it mutually exclusive, Hugh Jackson as Jared Goff's coach. Good. Amazing. Good. Fantastic. But in Cleveland, with that front office and that ownership and just the his history behind it, question mark. Yeah. Big question mark. Um, oh yeah. I don't know if you. I don't know if you guys have, or whoever's listening to this, or even you have. Have you seen the Colin Coward thing about Jared? Have you? I think Colin Coward's a moron, but I don't. I'm not a big fan of Colin Coward either, but, but you know what? Just take a listen to this, okay? Um, it's just I. I'm a big fan. I mean, I'm not a. I'm not a big fan, but uh, does he think he's not big enough, or what's the deal? Uh, I'm gonna try and play this for us, um, and so here you go. Take a listen. Bell Kuyper came out with his first mock draft. And, you know, mock drafts are reasonably accurate, but this is frightening. Jared Goff is considered the best quarterback in this draft, kid from Cal. He's now 21 years old. Last 14 years, he's been dedicated to football. He's not going to get a choice. Do you know where he's targeted to go, according to Mel Kuyper? Cleveland. That poor damn kid. Seriously, he, he, I, think, I heard he called Donald Trump and said, listen, I'll vote for you if you start the USFL again. I mean, Anna, you, you got to be kidding me. You might as well get your real estate license now. How many quarterbacks have ever gone to an organization that's dysfunctional, chaotic, and rebooted their career and it went well? Like Steve Young? I mean, it's very, very difficult. There should be an NFL draft option that if you're the top college quarterback and the mock draft comes out and you're going to Cleveland... You should be able to, within a week, rescind your declaration and go back to college because it is absolutely brutal. And I feel bad for the guy. I, I really do. Jared Goff's put his whole life into it, and, that, and, and I'm not just taking shots. The last time Cleveland, think about this, had a quarterback start in all 16 games and have a passer rating of over 85, which is average, was 24 years ago, Bernie Kosar. 24 years ago. It is the worst-run organization in all of sports. Since 1999, the Browns have had 24 quarterbacks start. One! Brian Hoyer has a winning record. 23 of 24. Not a winning record. 
Think about that. 24 starters in 15 years. That's a turnover rate higher than a fast food franchise. So Jared Goff puts all that time into it, Christine, all that time, like the young doctor, the young lawyer, all that time. In, the, in fact, I would say at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, he's working much harder than that doctor, that kid that wants to be a lawyer. Jared Goff going to Cleveland. So there's that. Yeah. Huh. Um, I still think he's a moron. I, 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 I'm not a big fan either, but the points he brings up just, just does ring a chord. Yeah, um, he, he's in Sports Purgatory and Fox yeah. Sports 1, which I think most of the uh, speaking world is and listening world is very glad for. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I'm looking at that going, wow, last quarterback, Bernie Cozart, 16 starts, 80, 85 yeah, pass rating. 24 years ago is older than I am. Yeah. And they've also had uh, – what? Whoa. Oh, no. Oh, no. Phone difficulties. Yeah, phone difficulties. We were watching this on Rob's phone here in uh, <laughs> wherever the hell we are. Um, but the other fact about how many starting quarterbacks they've had, that's... Yeah, that's not a good... That's scary. Yeah. That being said, they've had a terrible, terrible string of luck with guys, and <laughs> yeah. some of them are just bad choices in general, like Brandon Whedon, Tim Couch. Ah, uh, God, there's a whole list... They traded for uh, they traded for uh, Jason uh, Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme. They traded for Jake Delhomme. They also traded for uh, Jason Jason uh, Campbell. Jason Campbell. That's right. Who was good? Who was good until he got injured? Yeah, and then uh, the Raiders fell apart. The Browns took him, and they fell apart. Yeah. And, uh, so and Brian Hoyer is the only winning one. So Cleveland boy. So how does this impact where Goff gets drafted? It impacts it pretty big because I'm pretty sure he's going number two to Cleveland. Yeah, Un- unless Bosa is there and they decide to take him and then the Chargers or Cowboys will take him. I'd yeah. say Cowboys are more likely. <clears throat> I think... Because that's Jerry Jones's MO. The only question mark I have is how... Because, I mean, Hugh Jackson gets a big say in who they draft, of course. Yeah. But... He's an offense guy, yeah, so but they're going to recruit offense. So here's the thing for pick me. Pick offense. Regardless of offense or defense, I think at that point, if you're number two, it's who you're going to take some of your scouts' advice, right? Yeah. And if most scouts, this is the only question mark I have, and I'm going to just say this is, what if the scouts in that Cleveland Browns room like Pla- Paxton Lynch more than Jared? And that's the only thing I have. For us, it's easy. For us, without a doubt, Jared should be taken overall. Yeah. But if they like his measurables and they project him as, you know, because that's what they do for a living, they right? Think, they think, oh, hey, let's pick the big 6-7 se- kid because he looks like a quarterback, even though he can't throw a deep ball. Yeah. And in his Maybe last can game, he it. looked like god-awful. Exactly. See, but th- see, but do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that in that room, in, in I, that war room, that's the only question mark I have. That feels like the... The chapter in Moneyball where they're talking about the just we're not selling jeans here, people. We're yeah. looking for who's mechanically the best and yeah. who's who's uh, just got the best who's the best fit for this team. Exactly. So that's the only question mark I have is yeah. who do they rate higher in that war room? Because I think they'll take a quarterback. It's just a matter of who. You, you know, you just don't know what happens in that I room. I think if, with Hugh at the helm, I have trust that he'll be fine with Jared. Yeah. But it's weird. It's like sending your kid off to college. Yeah. 
And How we, are we experiencing become, that already? We've become so attached. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Grow up so fast. <laughs> Where did three years go? Seriously. Yeah, I don't know. I was in school when he started. <laughs> that was a bad last year to be in school. But um, You know what? Let's move on from that yeah. question. Uh, Nathan, who sent us these questions, actually sent us three. So Yes. We're Let's, reading uh, all of his because he actually cares about us. We thank you, Nathan. Yes, you're a good um, guy. Let's talk about the non-Cal question one because I kind of want to talk about this yeah, one. Yeah, um, it's kind of fun to talk about. <laughs> uh, this, this is his question. Man. How creepy slash insane is it that Harbaugh is trying to lure a Penn State kicker commit by saying that he would sleep on the floor of this kid's room and stay with him until he switched to Michigan? He also should we said not be he'd surprised? go to class with him the next day. Should we, should we not be surprised? No. I think the best part of this was the kid said, but coach, there's Penn State stuff all over my walls. He's like, all, well, I can help you take that down. I think the even funnier part was apparently, um, if I read the story correctly, uh, dead period ended, you know, on a certain day. Yeah. He arrived at this kid's doorstep at 12.01. Yep. 12.01. With a boombox that was playing in your eyes. <laughs> um... It is creepy, but at the same time, if I if I were a Michigan fan, like if I was if let's let's say it's dedication. That's purely dedication to get a recruit that you want. He's doing this with a lot of guys, just yeah. Say going over there and having honest conversations, going to class, helping them with chores, you know, yeah. all that fun stuff. Just trying to make him a part of the family. That's just basically being a genuine person. Exactly. Which even though Harbaugh's crazy, he's a genuinely good person. Yeah. So, I mean, just just look at what he does on the field with his players, the way he gets them pumped yeah. up. I mean, if you were in the Bay Area at any point in time when he was coaching the Niners, you saw, you know, his, his pregame stuff with Alex Smith, his pregame stuff with Colin Kaepernick. It was just the team felt like one. Like it was, yeah. I mean, it was built around what Harbaugh's yeah. built in terms of the culture there. And that's exactly what he's starting at Michigan. He started that last summer, and he's yeah. he's continuing and it on now. They've gotten pretty good. Yeah. So in a short time, too. Very short time, and they did that with a one-year trans grad transfer quarterback. Yeah. Who's to say he can't do that with a four-year starter? Yeah, I think he may even be even better. Yep. So that's the only question mark I have uh, is is it's how you look at it, right? Do you look at it as creepy or do you look at it as dedication? I. It is cr- it's a little bit of both right now. Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, Proves that he's tougher than a $2 steak, but a $2 <laughs> steak isn't all that great. So Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if if Coach Dykes is doing that too, that's not creepy at all for me. I put more money on Tony Franklin doing that. <laughs> and not so much because he wants to be dedicated to staying at a kid's house. It's because he doesn't have a house. <laughs> The Tony Mobile broke down. <laughs> He's got like the John Madden bus. Oh. Except it's like an old VW bus with like disco tie-dye. ball and some incense and some tie-dye. Waterbed. I heard uh, I heard Bill Walton is in the passenger seat. <laughs> I heard the two of them were doing a tour. Oh. Offering peyote that, recruits. That, a conversation between the two of them is one I would pay to watch. Bill Walton and Tony Franklin sitting in a room like... I think the rep that Tony Franklin's built up isn't at all who he is. He's a pretty quiet guy. I'm just, assume, 
Who just likes reading. Whoever, run, whoever runs the at not Tony Franklin account yeah. definitely did a real good job of portraying Tony Franklin probably as a crazy as far, person. <laughs> as far away from the real Tony Franklin as possible. Yeah, he's a, he's a normal guy that likes to spend <laughs> his lunchtime reading. You'll find him near the music halls most lunch days. Yeah, he's had that interview where he's just like, I just like walking around the campus, you know, and just talking to people and just yeah. seeing what it is. I... I tell this story quite a bit i was one day i was walking with my girlfriend on campus and i'm saying oh yeah the offensive coordinator of the football team likes to come by here and read stuff and not five seconds later walking right by is tony franklin <laughs> it's, i don't know i had a lot of classes up there and it was, that's how it is see him a lot but yeah we can move on from crazy harbaugh and his six foot three strip of carpet that he wants to sleep on and we can go to the last thankful that we're not making this a penn state joke (laughs) we can go to the last question of the day uh this courtesy of nathan as well and this is back to cal football with cal starting a new quarterback do you guys think we'll rely more on our own line and stable of running backs to score points will sunny transition to the up-tempo offense he's known for I think we've transitioned out of the up-tempo offense to save our defense. Yeah. We did a lot this year, just kind of keeping them from going back onto the field so much. And they Just were, because we and, scored in a minute and 30. And they were good. Yeah. It worked for the most part. We yeah. kind of regressed to the mean as far as defense. But there's a little asterisk there just because we've also dealt with a crap ton of injuries yes. on the defensive side. So And slowing down a little bit will limit that. Yeah. So I don't think we... Just we'll rely on our running backs more. I think that we will have more yards just because both the offensive line and running backs will get better. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the volume of carries is going to change too much. Yeah, I mean, we t- Trace and I talked about this right before we started recruiting, but you look at our O-line, we return, what was it? What was the number, Trace? Four? Four, four guys. Four out of our starting five. Only Rigsby's gone. Exactly. Ulave has is probably the best chance to start at right guard. Yep. So you get you get that back, um, and then the running backs. Of course, everyone's staying. No one's left um, no except one, La- well, Lasco. Lasco. But Lasco didn't contribute as much as we thought he would. Yeah, well, and that was due to injury too. So he, got, he decided to kind of take himself out, and that's in the yeah. state game. Which, by the way, footnote A: Lasco was invited to the NFL Combine. Yeah. So props to Lasco. Fourth or fifth round pick. I'm willing yeah. to bet. So getting that... Uh, May 6th with how devalued running backs have become. Yeah. Um, but that's great value for yeah. any franchise. So, uh, But other than that, I mean... Oakland Raiders, come on down. I don't think you change the playbook, nor do you change like the game plan for most of these Pac-12 games that you're going to be playing. You're going to keep the same offense, even though you start a new quarterback. But the only question I have is... It depends on which quarterback route you go. Yeah. That's the only little. That's the only little note I have is if you go with a Trace Forrest or let's say a Luke Rubens or, or even yeah. a Ross Bowers, you go with a guy who's watched golf for a full yeah. year from the sidelines and and worked with like the offense. I feel like Forrest has done a great job at becoming like a mini mini golf, yeah, so to speak. And well, he, and, and you know, golf ran pretty well, but I think Forrest does run better than golf, yeah. so. Well, Goff ran like Aaron Rodgers in that he has good feet and knew that, hey, if I tuck it at certain points, then I'm going to get 10 yards. Yeah, I'll get the first down. Yeah, I'll get what I need to get. Exactly. Um, so in, in terms of that, I think if you stay with any of those quarterbacks, then you stay with the same game plan, you stay with the same playbook, you stay, you know, you don't yeah. 
You don't mess with anything. With Rubens Irvin, you add in more designated quarterback powers and runs and draws yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, or I or I think you actually put in real zone reads, not yeah. not designated zone reads that you're going to hand off to the running back no matter what. Yeah. It's just a legit zone read that you it's read. Like, with hey, read the defensive end. If exactly. He, if he comes in on your running back, you you bolt. If yeah. He doesn't pull and bolt. Can't. That's what you do. Um, so. So that's that's for me. I think that's the only question mark I have. Is it, but then unless, but then you know if, if a Max Gilliam just appears out of nowhere, shocks everyone, and decides, hey, I'm the captain now. Exactly. If he does that, then what do you takes do? Takes over your boat. Yeah. That's the Mike Leach situation where the quarterback comes on. <laughs> I'm the captain. Now. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. I am the captain. Now. <laughs> I've made so many jokes about that movie. Which was. A good movie, by the way. A real life thing, though. Yeah. I got told to stop making them because yeah. it's a real life thing. That actually happened. People died. <laughs> yeah. I should... I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Okay, and we're back. But I guess that's what it comes down to, right? Is who becomes our next quarterback, starting quarterback? Because at this yeah. point, it's it's and we've forced. got plenty of wide routes who can. Oh yeah. I mean, we're bringing in five or six in this <laughs> class. If this AJ Brown guy comes in, if uh, Zion Eccles decides to come stay, back, yeah, yeah, then we're we're golden. If Demetrius Robinson decides to sign, then he can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> He's the he's the guy that comes in and says, "Look at me, look at me. I am the captain now." He That's... plays all the positions. <laughs> Like I attempted to do in high school, but I got stopped short because I never played corner. Oh, I played on every single level of the defense in a game. You could have, you couldn't, you could have been the next Brandon Browner. Yeah, no, I'm way too slow. <laughs> My read steps were bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's doesn't that isn't that what it comes down to? Basically, is pretty much who becomes our quarterback, and that's the only thing that'll change the playbook or in terms of. I think it's going to be Forrest or Gilliam at this point. but Yeah, either you go we'll with see. the known commodity yeah. or you go with a brand new guy, basically like what you did with Goff. You go yeah. with a brand new guy that you play for three years. Yeah, and or four years if yeah. we get so lucky. But in my opinion, if it goes Gilliam, we'll see some transfers. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a... It's, or Rubens Earl just play safety. But. I think even if Rubens Earl does play safety, you don't think... If Gilliam does, if Gilliam does leave, you don't see any of the older guys maybe. Yeah, there's a possibility. Transferring. Yeah, because I mean that's know. that was semi the re- thing with Klein too, right? Yeah, because you know they basically told him, "Hey, Goff is the Goff guy is that's going to be the guy for Goff the next is few our years. guy. We're yeah. sorry. Yeah, you haven't shown us enough or whatnot. Yeah, and I mean he's now actually a graduate transfer himself. Yep. He's decided to he's finishing his education over here this semester and he's gonna transfer to whoever needs a quarterback. Yep. Which good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I hope the guy plays well somewhere. Um Yeah, he, he's a good guy. Yeah. But uh, that's it for that question. Yeah. I don't think we have any more to add about that question. Nope. I think that answers it. If we didn't answer it, please send us in a reply email back, Nathan. Well we're we'll clarify. still gonna rely on the on the pass. Yeah. We'll say that much. Yeah, yeah. It'll be... It'll be different, but we're going to rely on the pass. <coughs> we're not all overnight going to turn into like a Houston spread triple option type deal. Yeah, yeah. But I will say this. Brady, one, we coming for you. 
one play that our offense will start playing a lot more regardless of who the quarterback is is that quarterback zone read. Yeah. Because all the quarterbacks that we have now that will probably or any of the quarterbacks that will potentially start are all very good runners. Yeah. And that will add that into our offense and it'll actually be a zone read like screen pass play. Like it'll, yeah. it'll We have options. It'll be a semi op it'll be a semi like triple option where he gets the zone read and then if he if he decides they're going after the running back, he pulls, then he gets the second option of either throwing or, or running it himself. Yeah. And that's wide receiver screen. So Or you you do that, you run through it, fake wide receiver screen, wheel route under it. <coughs> there is you your go. fourth option. There you go. So my favorite route, by the way. This actually, this offense is actually might be more fun to watch than yeah. when Jared was here. Watching Jared, don't get me wrong, was amazing. It's different. Yeah, but this an offense as a whole will be fun to watch because yeah. you just don't know where the ball is going to go. Team effort as opposed to individual brilliance and exactly. spreading the ball around. Yep. Yep. Um, so that sums up yeah, our that, show that today. That calls it for us. Yeah, we're pretty much done. I didn't think we had this much to talk about. But yeah, we but went on. recruiting took a while. These three questions took a while. Then we also went on tangents about look at me, I am the captain now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, you What's know what's that guy doing? Do you think we could get him on here? The guy who plays the, the pirate. Opti? Probably somewhere in Hollywood. I would yeah, assume. I, hope. I assume. I heard he went broke after that role. Actually. Oh no no. I hope he's hope he's doing well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know where to get at us. Um, it's, uh, at Rob11HWNG, at Trace Travers 3 yeah. at Golden Blogs, uh, and you can email us at cgbbearcast at gmail.com. Um, email us questions, comments. And tweet questions and comments and other stuff at us. Yeah. I mean, if you run into us in real life, you can ask us questions. I mean, not that you will. I'm, I don't go out that often. I don't know about Rob. I don't but, go out that often. But either way, no one knows our face, so... Yeah. I mean, I have a picture of myself on Twitter. That's so. true. That's but true. I just got a haircut, so I might look different than that. <laughs> that guy looks like Trace, but I don't think it's Trace. <laughs> yeah, I lost about eight months of hair. You, you, when I go... Tangent, quickly, before we end. I go to an old-school barbershop in uh, Alameda. They're okay. called the Razor's Edge. Really good. They gave uh, Chris Mullen his first... Uh, Military flat, co- oh, flat wow. top, and he went there, and they have autographed pictures on the wall of him. Nice. But just old school guys, they have playboys over on the magazine rack. They won't <laughs> anymore, but they, they do the obvious, make fun of me because I'm a Berkeley kid, and like, oh, you got into the whole Berkeley thing. But good stuff. Go over there. They're on a Santa Clara Avenue over there. So if you want a good haircut quick, you can get a Tootsie Pop afterwards. Little, little shout out. Time. Little, yeah. Little advertisement. Steve and Dick. They're good there guys. There it is. Um, maybe, who knows? Maybe you'll get a haircut sitting next to Trey's. You uh, never know. Not anytime soon. <laughs> I, I kind of space them out like every three or four months. So let it grow a little bit and then cut it all off and look at the stark difference in the mirror and say, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep it like this for a while. And then promptly don't. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that ends our show. Yes. Um, once again, if you comment questions, please let us know and yeah. um, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Find us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. And as always, go Bears. You know it. What?